All right, guys, welcome back. I don't know which episode this is going to be because I filmed them in advance, but, or what number, I mean. Uh, but welcome back to An Honest Conversation. Today, I've got the lovely Emma with us. We're going to chat about vulnerability in your 20s. So, Emma, introduce yourself. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Emma. Um, yeah, I'm... What do you do? I Age. am... Age, so I'm 23 and I'm studying law and psychology at Monash and I'm also working in mental health at the moment. Cool. So I know Emma, well, first and foremost, actually, I want to do a trigger warning. Um, if you, any topics of depression, anxiety, suicide or anything with medication can trigger you, just swipe off and listen to something else because we will be chatting about that today. Also, we are not psychologists, so don't take our advice as your first point of therapy. Um, please seek help if you need it. And yeah, we're just here to share some info and chat. So um, I wanted to say that I met Emma because my best friend, Laura, um, and this is her sister. Yes. So <laughs> we met through that. But Emma has been having a page recently about like mental health and wellness and stuff. So I reached out to her and was like, would you want to come on and chat? And she was like, yeah, for sure. So I wanted to ask you what made you start that page and what's the message behind it? Yeah, definitely. So um, I guess I've always been interested in um, mental health and having conversations about mental health. So I started a blog in my first year of uni um, and a lot of the topics were about relationships, looking after mental health, body image, all of those sorts of things. And then um, I still do write that blog, but I guess this year I was just looking at a different way um, to connect with people and share my perspectives. And I feel like a blog is good, but a lot of people don't like reading a whole article yeah. because people yeah. get <laughs> bored. People don't like reading in general anymore. So yeah. yeah. It's changed the way that we sort of um, consume content. So that's why I decided to start this page and it sort of gets the message across Plug in a the page. way. Yeah. <laughs> Plug the page. What's it called? Happy with M? Happy Mind with M. Yeah. Happy Mind with M. Um, I'll, I'll link it in the bio. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I saw that and I was like, oh, I love it. So I <laughs> was so you. interested because I was like, girly. Um, but yeah, so you're studying law and psych, law and psych. Mm. Beautiful. So what is your kind of goal with, with that? Would you, do you want to become a psychologist? Do you want to become in that field? Like, I just want to yeah. consider that first and foremost. Yep. So I think, um, now on the cards, I definitely do want to become a psychologist. It is a... You'd be a great one. Well, a thanks, great Georgia. one. <laughs> Honestly, you would. It's a long pathway, though. So I'll be finishing my undergrad in psych and law this year, and then we'll have to go on to do honours and masters. Um, but I think having worked, working in mental health this year, it's made me realise how much I really do um, mm. like it. And it's challenging at times because you're dealing with people's emotions and you have Hard. to... The um, my psychiatrist um, at work said to me the other day, you have to emotionally, you have to give a little bit of yourself when you are a psychologist, and I think that bit is probably the biggest challenge, but it's still super rewarding. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, it definitely would be. Honestly, I said to you, and I think we were chatting about it. You were like, you should be a psych, and I was like, that's the last thing I'd be. Yeah, I would not be able to 
detach, maybe not detach is the right word, but I wouldn't be able to be selfless. Mm. I think that I'd put myself too much into people in the sense that I'd like take responsibility for it and be hurt and be frustrated by their lack of progress or stuff like that. Yeah. Because I care so much. Because you care about them. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I'm not nice enough to do it. Yeah. But like you are a great example. I feel like I'd love to have you as my side because you're gentle, but you're straight to the point. So it's good. But I can't wait to see you do it and I hope you do it because yeah. you need to. Um, but today we're going to chat about vulnerability in your 20s. And when I messaged Emma, I was like, what topic do you feel like you'd be best to talk about? Um, just because I often ask people that when I feel like I, I, when I go to a guest that I really want without a topic mm-hmm. in mind. Um, and we, we came on the topic of vulnerability and I relate to that pretty closely. So I want to ask you first and foremost, what do you, what do you consider vulnerability as? What is the whole concept in general mean to you? Yeah. So I think, I mean, it's a very big concept, but for me, vulnerability is, I guess, it's sort of like emotional exposure that comes when you're in situations that are uncertain, that you don't know what the outcome's going to be. And I think a lot of those situations arise where we feel like we say or do something and we don't know if we're going to be accepted. So it's sort of that feeling we get where we might be rejected by another person um, or even might fail at something so I think it's like a lot to do with uncertainty and not having control and it's the emotions that arise in those situations when you completely lose control oh definitely I I I feel like the aspect of losing control is is a very important part of vulnerability because it's that Mm. it's that feeling of if I show this part it means that I might get hurt that's the concept that's the bottom line so definitely what do you how do you consider yourself vulnerable like what do you do in situations to show your vulnerability and how do you think that benefits yeah what's the benefit of it yeah what's the benefit of it so I think first of all it's not I don't think it's a nice feeling like to feel vulnerable and it's kind of scary at times and I think that I'm personally still working on being vulnerable um because it's not something that comes easy Um, but in terms of the benefits of it, I think that when we are vulnerable, it helps us to build stronger relationships. Um, and it can also in like all areas of life, like even at work, if you're vulnerable, it means that you're going to take on new things. You're going to try new things because you're okay with the uncertainty of not knowing what you're doing. And then that can sort of lead to like success professionally. So I think in all areas of life, professionally, um, friendships as well can help you build stronger friendships, um, relationships, definitely relationships too. It's all about, um, yeah, building stronger relationships and it can help you professionally too. Yeah, I agree. I I completely agree, especially Mm. when it comes to maybe like working in this field as well. It's in the field that you want to work in. Yeah. It's very important to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe not to the point where like you're sharing too much detail to like a client or something like that because that can be harmful. Yeah. Um, But often I've felt most connected to a psychologist or a psychiatrist when they've kind of related to me on their feelings and things that they've been through. And that's made me feel like way better because I know that they've come out of it and look at 
they're doing today. Yeah, and so they can understand as well. Exactly. Mm. So that's why, yeah, vulnerability. But it also goes into like the, I was going to chat to you about this before, but I was like, I might as well just talk about it now. <laughs> um, it also goes to what people consider vulnerability because mm. you might consider something like as a hard topic to talk about that I don't mm. find difficult. So it's all about, it's different things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's all about kind of considering what you think could hurt you because talking about my mental health to people doesn't affect me because if someone was like, well, that's stupid, I'll be like, all right, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I yeah. I literally don't care what your opinion is. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I'm sad and I'm going to be sad. That. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't care what you say. Unless yeah. It's like, like, I mean, like, I don't get offended by someone not believing me or something mm. like that. Not anymore. I used to. But, like, someone who just started discovering that they're struggling or like admitting they're struggling getting hurt by that is a big deal yeah definitely. so that's why it's all always important to consider something that you might consider not like sensitive is also sensitive to other people 100 percent. so you kind of have to like walk around that especially if it's like a new person or like someone you just started being friends with or a new relationship yeah. stuff like that but i was gonna ask you what do you consider your topics of vulnerability or what do you you don't have to say like explicitly yeah or what have you found it hard to like express so I feel like um for me particularly in relationships being vulnerable has been the hard thing for me because I think when you know you're dating and you meet someone you're sort of putting on like, well, this is what I do. I don't know if everyone does this, <laughs> but like this persona, like you're like, yeah. the dating world is like, I've got my life together. Like yeah, everyone. I do this, like I'm studying at uni, I'm working, like I've got friends, I've got like my life I've figured out. <laughs> yeah. I'm popular. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ticking like, all so the boxes sad. you want. Yeah. Yes. Literally. <laughs> Literally. So I feel like for me, like dating, I think – I always, in my relationships, I was never completely, um, I guess, vulnerable because if I was going through, like, something or, like, my insecurities, anything like that, I would never actually share it in my relationships. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them didn't last that long, so that might be a reason why. No comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then um, the end of this year, I think, was, like, sorry, end of last year, was the first time where I actually really started to be vulnerable in my relationship I started to share like what I was like going through mentally and like if I was like having a bad day um maybe because I was feeling insecure about something I would actually share that which felt really really strange at first I'm like oh my gosh I don't want to be like you know dependent on someone if I'm sharing these things with them but then Having done that, I think it's benefited my relationship so much because yeah, for sure. when I'm having, say, a bad day or my moods change, the other person then doesn't think that, like, they're... They're at fault. Yeah, they're at of fault. Of course, Because, yeah. I mean, it makes sense when you say it out loud. Yeah, no, but yeah. But it's, um, yeah, it's actually, I found that a really difficult thing to do, but I know that not a lot of people would kind of consider that as vulnerable because maybe, I mean, for yourself, you probably... I know that you're saying you find it a lot easier. To I, I find it a lot easier, definitely, um, maybe to the extent that it's too much mm. of, like, expressing my emotions. Sometimes I need to keep it to myself. <laughs> um, 
But I've kind of gotten the opposite way. Like, I've kind of learnt to, like, reel it in a little bit. So you can kind of be different ways. Yeah. But it also comes from – because I never used to be very independent. I feel like you're a very independent person. I was not really independent when mm. I was in high school, like, towards the end. Mm. So I grew up very independent. So when it came to being single for a while, I gained that independence back. Mm. And then when I got in a relationship, I was like, I ain't losing that shit. Yeah. So, like, I feel like – it made me a bit more on your end sometimes, a bit mm. like more resistant to express emotions and um, just kind of wanting to keep to yourself. So it can, it can come by from a place of, one, not wanting to be vulnerable because if you be vulnerable, you can lose your independence. And, like, mm. that's the last thing you want because it makes you feel so good about yourself. Yeah. Because it, it sucks to be dependent on someone. But there's a difference between, like, expressing and, like, leaning on someone or, like just being in a relationship to being dependent. Yeah, so no, very you, true. There needs to be a middle line of, like, I, f- I feel like dependent is, like, you're depend- dependent on their moods to structure your moods. Mm-hmm. That's that's dependence. Yeah. But just being, like, hey, I had, like, a really rough day today. Like, this happened or, like, this made me anxious or this made me insecure. Like, I don't – I think that's being vulnerable, but I don't think that's being dependent. Yeah, yeah, because you're not asking them to, like – solve your issues for you you're just being like okay so this is how i'm feeling Mm. um if i'm acting like in a like different way today yeah don't take it no no, yeah it's not to do with you it's all it's a me issue and i feel like that it is very important in a relationship to like be transparent about that stuff Mm. because for me my vulnerability is in different aspects now. Like, it sounds so weird, and you might think this is so weird. But when I see people go on runs mm. with their partners, I know you go on yeah. runs your boyfriend. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do that. Because, like, I am very, like, I don't know, I grew up being quite insecure about fitness and stuff like yeah. that. So when I started to get into it, like, I felt like I was faking it. Like, I felt like I was a yeah. fraud, like I couldn't run or, like, any of that stuff. And I said to my boyfriend now, he's a freaking PT. Yeah. And he's literally like, you're so fine. Like, you do so well. Like, you'll train me. And I'll be like, I'm so bad. And he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And it's, like, hard for me to be vulnerable and be like, I feel insecure. Yeah. Like, I find it hard to, like, show this side of myself. I don't know why some people are so fine with it. Some people are not. But, like, for me, it's something that I struggle to be vulnerable with, like, my physical health and I so, so get weird. I get that though because I was actually the same because before lockdown I never like occasionally I'd run on the treadmill but I would never run like in real life yeah. because you're like oh my god everyone's looking at me yeah but then you no one gives a fuck yeah <laughs> literally no one cares <laughs> no one is watching you yeah. but it's so true because if you haven't really grown up being like that sporty person definitely not then it's vulnerable then that. to take on that that sporty person it is it's a very like it's it's because it's showing some weak side of you because you're struggling. Mm-hmm. You Definitely. Can't, can't breathe, can't run, can't walk. Yep. So it's, like, hard to show that side of you that's not pretty and, like, not cute because you're, like, <laughs> sweating and shit. It's like nothing about this is cute. Yeah. And, like, when you're, like, not running that fast and, like, sweating so much, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and something about, like, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to generalise and, like, I feel bad, but, like, honestly... My boyfriend won't run for, like, two months. Mm. And then he'll be like, oh, I'm just going to do 8K. I'm like, cool. That would take me three <laughs> months to prepare for. But like, And I would need to be, like, running every second day to prepare for that. Literally, literally. Like, yeah. Um, that's nice. Yeah. But there's something about 
men fighting running easier and I fucking hate them for Yeah, it. I know. But and they just, like, run ahead and it's like, oh, yeah. yeah that's why I don't <laughs> run with my boyfriend. Like, yeah. He's like, do you want to run together? I was like, absolutely not. It would just Absol- make me feel shit. I was like, absolutely. One, I'm five foot and you're six two. Yes, I know. It's Your boyfriend's, like, six six. Yeah. That's not happening. I know. There's so much he more just, leg on him. Yeah, he would... <laughs> be way he'd be walking next to you yeah that's what i say i'm like you know it's just like not fair like i need a head start yeah literally literally (laughs) but is there any other like concept i know for me like it's hard for me to be vulnerable about like the shitty sides of me Mm. like it's hard to explain but i'm very open that i struggle with my mental health yeah obviously obviously but i struggle to be vulnerable about like some shitty things I've done like I'll admit that'll happen mm. but I'll never like like to go into detail I'll laugh it off you know yeah. what I mean I'll be like oh I did this f- stupid shit ha <laughs> and then I'll move on but like when someone wants to get in the topic with me I'm like yeah like can we not talk about yeah, it yeah I don't want to talk about it so that's that's a hard part for me to be vulnerable with yeah no I agree with that and I think also like being vulnerable in terms of the things that you're like actually not that good at yeah like that can be like hard too like my boyfriend like he sometimes says which is true like I have this thing where I definitely say yes a lot and want to please kind of everyone which is actually a really bad thing like it sounds like oh Laura's the same yeah shout out Laura (laughs) I'm exposing her I don't even care (laughs) I don't care. That's so funny. I'll she won't care. Yeah. We'll tell her. Yeah. But yeah, yeah maybe, it's a, maybe it's a Burke thing. I don't know. 100%. <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah. And it's yeah. really, it's really bad because Toronto's sometimes. as well. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But sometimes you can't, like, obviously you can't please everyone. Um, and I think that if you think that you have to please everyone and if your mood is affected by what everyone thinks about you, um, if they're happy with you, then that's just a really, like, bad um, path. So, yeah, definitely I that's a weakness of mine that I'm learning to be more vulnerable about and talk, yeah, talk yeah. about it. Because once you recognise yeah. it, then you can actually do something about it. it. And it's, it's funny, like, you need to admit that and be, like, vulnerable to a partner or like a parent or a therapist and be like hey I don't know why I do this yeah like this is weird because I completely agree I think it is one of my worst factors mm. and it ca- a, cu- a curse but a blessing um and I, it's something that I have really tried to work on the past six eight months mm. is my people pleasing maybe yeah and doing it only for people I know that would do it for me and if it suits me yeah, yeah. Um, still working on it, obviously. Like, there's still some things that I feel like I self-sacrifice for other people mm. to be liked or to feel that feeling of being wanted. Mm. But you just got to do it for people that would do it for you. That's what I think, honestly. Yeah. I don't do it for – I try not to do it for anyone who I know would not lift a fucking finger for me. Yeah, and that's good that cares? you're at that point where, like – you I didn't. never used to be like that though. Like someone, yeah. some stranger down the street would be like, "Can you drive me to New South Wales?" I'm like, "Done, <laughs> done, I'm there." All good. <laughs> I, I'll just fill fill up my tank. No worries. Oh, so bad. <laughs> I'll drive you back too. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. Do you want some snacks on the way? Yeah. Um, but I think that's a another part of vulnerability because it's showing yourself to the point that it's like I need to be liked. Mm. It's like 
showing that side of you that wants to be loved so deeply and wants to be liked so bad. So true. Because it's such a weird It's kind concept. of scary as it well. Is. And I think that, like, sort of related to that is when you, like, if you're single and you're dating people and you have that feeling where you want to be liked, which I know I definitely have, when I was single and dating, it was so daunting sometimes because you like really want that person that you're going on a date with to like you. Yeah. And then if they reject you, then you take it so personally. Like yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? When that would be, yeah. Goes into our second kind of like subtitle of like um, vulnerability and r- romantic relationships mm. and dating and stuff. Um, I know we touched on it a little bit, but yeah, that is another concept because it's like you're putting yourself out there like completely like plain and simple. But then I also think about it, I'm like how can one or two dates like depict who you really are? Because mm. one, you could be having an off day. That person could be having an off day. Sometimes people just don't match. Yeah. Sometimes there's red flags for people that you consider like just normal. 100%. Sometimes there's, you know what I mean? Like some people, for me, like a thing I couldn't consider personally mm. is like someone's political views if mm. they were like quite different to mine I wouldn't be able to date them even if I thought they were the best mm. so like that's something that yeah and it's not like that's not personally that really bad them. Yeah, yeah yeah or like yeah there's di- different types of things so I feel like considering that when going through the dating life and like putting yourself out there and being vulnerable because it hurts yeah like definitely. it's so different to I think it is a bit, not that I've had, had experiences with it, but I think it's different to like sleeping around or like going out and like kissing someone mm. at a club and then going home with them. I think that's a different sort of vulnerability. That's like a physical vulnerabi- vulnerability. Yeah. Um, and some people are fine with that. Me, I'm like, don't touch me. Yeah. Um, literally will not <laughs> look at anyone in the club. I'm like, I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> um, but like no shame or difference to like anyone who feels yeah. opposite. Honestly, I support you. Um, it's just something that I personally feel insecure about, Mm. but being vulnerable in like a dating scheme is just more emotional and more like, definitely. Cause you're showing your personality, like you're showing this is me. Mm. And then there's like, I feel like there's a lot of exposure to that when you're showing like your full self. Yeah. What has your experiences been with it? You don't have to like talk in particular about like a date or something. Well, I... I would say I've actually probably been on a lot of dates. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I've been on like four. <laughs> that's that's a decent amount. Better than <laughs> I think one was my current boyfriend and then the rest was my ex boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um I think so I definitely when I first so when I finished school, I um broke up with like quite a long quite a long-term, like, boyfriend. And then that's when I um, started going on a lot of dates. And I definitely, you know, had that anxiety, like, what if they don't accept me? But then I kind of changed my, sort of what you were talking about, my perspective on what dating actually is. Mm. I think dating is really scary. If you go into it, like, as a validation thing, so if you go into it as, I want to have as many people like me as possible then obviously bad mindset yeah that's gonna when you get rejected then you're gonna take that really personally um and it's not going not going to be healthy for you but if you go into it with okay I really just want to find a connection with someone then that changes it from being about you 
to being about two people finding a connection. And mm. it's sort of, it's easier said than done. But when then I, you know, went on quite a few dates um, and then some of them did become my boyfriends and they're not my boyfriends anymore, then went on some more dates. It's more about, yeah, do I like really get along with this person? Do we have like things in common? Um, and is that connection there between us? Because I think and connection is a lot more than just physical. Like it's not like yeah, definitely. are they physically attracted to me? Am I physically attracted to them? It's something that like, you can't even really put it into words. Like when there's a connection that you just know. Sometimes I feel like some situations can lack the physical mm. and like actually go well on the connection wise. Yeah. That's just more friend based, I think. Yeah. But <laughs> I think that's when people become friends. But I was going to say, I remember what you're talking about kind of reminded me of like these TikToks I've been seeing of girls who end like a three, four year relationship and mm-hmm. they're like fine. And then they do like, they go through like a situationship or like a sneaky link or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they end it over like three months and they're like distraught. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so funny to see the difference between that. Cause I feel like when you come out of a relationship and then go see someone else, it like, you're so much more bare because mm. you're just like being probably stripped down by the breakup and a bit broken down. And so then true. You're already a bit hurt and then you go and try again and I don't know, it's such a you're weird concept. You're not in concept. the space for it. Yeah, it's yeah. such a weird yeah. concept. Um, I've just been seeing all those TikToks being like me o- me over my three-year relationship and like they're just out partying yeah. <laughs> and then like they're like me over situationship and they're just bawling their eyes out. It is interesting and sometimes I think maybe in like a long relationship, depending on how it ended, but I think sometimes people mentally check out before it actually oh, 100%. ends. Oh my God, my boy, I actually hate him for this. He keeps, shout out to him, I've said his <laughs> name four times. Um... <laughs> But, like, when I get a little bit cold, he, like, I remember one time I was just having a tough week and I yeah. explained that to him, but, like, sometimes I get a bit distant, like, it's just my coping mechanism. Mm. And he's, like, are you checking out? And I was, like, what? And he's, like, don't worry. Like, I've heard the girls do that. And I was, like, what? <laughs> I was, like, who the fuck told you that I one? I love how he's onto it, he though. Knew. Yeah. He and I was, like, girl, I would just tell you, one, I don't think I have time. I don't have time to waste TBH. Yeah. Um, and, two... What the fuck? Yeah. How do you know about this? <laughs> I love that he knows and this. Um, he's all over it. Yeah, he is. Um, he's like, are you checking out early? I was like, no, I'll just tell you to fuck off. Yeah. I literally don't have to. Like, I'd be sad, but I don't have time for it. Yeah. But I wanted to chat about as well vulnerability in with friends. Mm. I think that's an important concept as well. I know we touched on it a bit with, like, people-pleasing and stuff, but – how have you found maybe going from a school, because I know you went to a private school, mm. same as me, um, for my high school. I want to know how you went from being vulnerable when you were at school to now and, like, how it's changed mm. and probably in particular with your mental health. Yeah, definitely. Family life, et cetera. It's an interesting one because I feel like friendships in school are very um, different to your friendships after school. Like, in school, it's definitely. very much about, like, the groups. I don't know if you found that. So it's all like girl friends in groups, particularly at a, um all girls school. Um, where I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, no way. It's very and I was you know I'm a lot of my friends. Well, actually, most of my friends now are all we've gone to uni together, but we also were all in school together. So a lot of my closest friends I did go to school with, 
But I definitely think my friendships have become a lot more vulnerable after school. Definitely. Um, I think that me as a person, uh, in a friendship, I like to be the helper, if that makes sense. I like to be the one. Me too. That, yeah, like that helps the fr- like my friend or like be the person that's there for them. Mm. And I think then if you're that way inclined, it can be, then be even more difficult to be vulnerable because... Oh, 100%. Yeah, you have to show that... It's so hard. Yeah, exactly. You have to be like, oh my gosh, like I'm actually the one that needs help right now. Like mm. I'm going through... I need to take my own advice. Yeah, mm. a really hard time. Um... But I guess in particular, like an example I can think of is one of my friends in like our second, yeah, second year of uni, both of like, so my dad, he was really sick with cancer. Her mum was also really sick. So we were both like kind of going through this massive thing, um, which I don't know, I'm sure people are listening who have, you know, had like maybe a family member that has been really sick and just the whole world just gets like, thrown upside down because it's such an uncertain situation because you don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Um, And what really got me through that was how vulnerable we were with each other. Like we would just, I remember being, you know, we caught up at work one day in a lunch break and I was just like crying, but not because like I was really, it wasn't crying because I was upset. It was just because like she understood everything that I was going through and I could be completely um, open and honest with yeah. her like we talked about you know how scared we were about the future and like um with cancer there's all these statistics that they just Ugh. throw at you which yeah. are the worst because I personally think you never know what statistic you're going to be but they are like you know you have like this chance of survival or whatever so we talk about all of that and I think that not only did it strengthen our friendship but it also helped me get through such a difficult period of time and I don't yeah. think I would have gotten through it as well as I did without having the support of her. And mm. she would probably say, like, a similar thing because we were there for each other. Yeah. So I'd, I don't think I would have had that same friendship in school. I don't think I was as open no. with my friends then. It was different. It was about, you know, going out to parties, like, eating lunch together, like, talking about the gossip at school. It was a very different kind of mine friendship Mine wasn't like that either, honestly. Mine wasn't like that until year 12 mm. where things started to get a bit hard. Like, I, I noticed us getting a bit more vulnerable, but it was also just, like, not the place to be vulnerable because the environment was so fucked up because mm. we were all so stressed. We are going through so much. Everyone was going through breakups or dating or it going out and all that all mm. that other stuff, family issues. So it was just, like, everyone was just, like, wow, like, this yeah. is hard. So it's so strange to when you're outside of school to see who you can be vulnerable with. I was shocked to see who I stayed, not shocked, but like I was surprised on who I stayed close with and Mm. who I consider such my close friends now and as well as who I felt comfortable to be vulnerable with now considering I wasn't vulnerable with them as much in school. Mm. Like I know my best friend Maggie, she during school was just, she was very academic, so she was very stressed. Mm. Um which is normal, but, like, she just very stressed. Um, So it was kind of hard for me to be transparent with her and vulnerable with her because I just felt like uh, that barrier was there with us. Mm. But now it's so different and, like, I she's probably the one I'm most vulnerable with. Not most, but, like, commonly vulnerable with. Um, 
So it, it's different how things change and yeah. people change as well. Yeah, definitely. And kind of as you go through, like, yeah, different stages in life, different things happen, I think it does change. And also, at the same time, I don't think every friend has to be that person that you're no, vulnerable with. Like, you can, it's fine to have friends that you, that isn't the person that you're going to be vulnerable with because... Yeah, it, 100%. Yeah. I was talking about this the other day. I was saying you have different friends for different things and you learn that when you get older. Mm. My sister used to say it to me all the time because, like, I'd hang out with my friends every single weekend, every day. They'd be over all the time. And she'd be like, don't worry, it's all going to change. Like, she'd say it in, like, a... Like, not in a mean way. She'd just say it, like... This doesn't last forever. I remember being told that too. And, and I was like, like no. Shoo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love everyone. We're all good. And then <laughs> fucking two years later, I'm like, oh, my God. She um, was right. She was right. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it, it, and it's hard going from a school environment where, like, you ha- you want to be liked by everyone. You want to be – you're in a big group. Like, mm. the tribe is so big. And then your tribe gets smaller. Mm-hmm. And they – um. The author, I've forgotten his name, talks about it in Lost Connections. Yeah. About, that's why it's called Lost Connections, like about how like depression and anxiety is often caused from like loneliness and isolation Mm. and self-isolation and stuff. So going from that factor of like having a lot of people, even if you know that that group of people aren't that good for you or Mm. like they're not that good of friends or they do fucking weird shit or they don't treat you that well, it still hurts when that tribe gets smaller. But I like to say that I'd way rather it this way because I'd way rather have two, three, four people I can rely on 100% Mm. than like a group of 10 that I can go through for little things. I so agree with that. Like, I'm going to go for person one for this and person two for this. Like, I'd rather just go to person one and two Mm. for everything. Yeah, it's sort of like a thing. It's like quality of your friendships rather than having just like heaps of friends but it is weird because I think in school and maybe a bit in your 20s as well like there sort of is this message that like to be happy it's all about people and always having people around you having like lots of friends like in school you know being being as popular it's such a it's such an interesting message because at the end of the day that isn't really going to make you happy what's going to make you happy is having those like one or two or three friends who are really, really there for you. Mm. So it is interesting. Socialisation is still very important. Like, Mm. it's still important to go out there and have fun and and chat with people and, like, blah, blah, blah. But they don't have to be your best friends. They don't have to know shit about your life. Like, go to those two, three people that you trust and go to them for, like, why would you go to, like, ten people who probably have all different views to you who... Yeah. You can't really rely on when they're probably going to give you shit advice as well. It'll probably just confuse you anyway. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like when we like at uni, you get one one th- person says one thing and the other person yeah. says the other. It's like you don't know where to go. Yeah, exactly. So, but I still think that, yeah, you do have friends for different things and that's mm. not ba- a bad thing. And, all, and, and people know their place kind of thing. Like mm. once you get to like 21, nearly 21, a couple of weeks for me, um, you realise that people kind of know their place. Yeah. <laughs> people know where their place is in other people's lives and they know when to be vulnerable and when to not be vulnerable about things. Like, I know my best friends can always come to me and say the most fucked up shit and I'll totally be yeah. there and understand. Because you're that person. Like, mm. that's you. Like, you're like, yep, no judgement. Say whatever yeah. you want. But if some random came up to me, I'd say, I wouldn't judge them because yeah. I'm not a judgmental, judgmental person, but, like, I'd probably be less lenient on them than, like, my best friend. Yeah. You'd be, like, maybe oversharing with yeah, me, but no, that's all right. <laughs> um, but our final kind of sub topic I want to talk about mm. is 
vulnerability in family, like in mm. family life. Um, I find this one the most difficult. Mm. And I th- think it is the most difficult for a lot of people because family is such a dif- – it's just a difficult concept yeah. for everyone. Some people have great, some people have bad, some people have middle. Like, And I think being vulnerable with your family can be such a awkward and uncomfortable thing mm-hmm. because you're with each other all the time yeah. and you kind of can't escape it. Like if you be vulnerable to a friend or relationship – you can kind of be like, okay, now they're going home. Like, see I can kind of like walk away. Just like move on, not see them for a couple of weeks even. Or, or like if you know maybe yeah. like it's going to end. I don't know. Yeah. You break up, whatever. But like with family, it's like they know that forever. Mm-hmm. And like it is, it's easier in a sense, but it's harder to like get out. But like you trust mm. them more. That's how I feel. No. On my situation. Yeah, so true. I agree. And I think like they might not necessarily be there, but sometimes, like, we might feel that there's, like, expectations yeah. from our family, which then make it harder to be vulnerable. And they, they might be there, those ex- expectations, or they literally could just be made up in our heads. Yeah. But I think that sometimes, like, makes it difficult to, um, yeah, to be vulnerable. I mean, I'm trying to think of it. Yeah, a situation just, like, a couple, it was actually a couple of weeks ago, I was really upset because I was freaking out about... I have to make some decisions this year about law and psychology yeah. and in terms of I've been, like, offered some legal jobs but mm. I, like, rejected them because I wanted to pursue psychology this year, mm. which some people would say is quite stupid because, like, you've worked this hard but I'm like... I don't think it's stupid. Thanks. <laughs> what's, the, what's the point of saying a law job you'll fucking hate? You'll be miserable. Yeah, exactly. And I think you have to, like, see what else is, what else is out there. Um, so I was really upset about that. And then I sort of realised, like, part of the reason why I was freaking out so much about it was because in my head I was thinking, if I don't be a lawyer, I feel like I'm going to disappoint my parents, mm. which I don't know how this has come up in my head. They've never said They've never said to they're me... They're literally... They, they have never said, be a lawyer. Like, they don't even probably care. But in my head I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to disappoint them. Like, they want a lawyer, kid. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, and then... I, yeah, I was upset about it and then I actually, I guess I was vulnerable to them because I spoke to mum and I was like, I feel like I'm going to disappoint you guys if I don't become a lawyer. And mum was like, what? Like, no. Like, <laughs> if you do psychology, that's, like, cool too. Like, we don't care. And just having – because I was open and vulnerable with her about how I was feeling, mm. it helped so, so much and it made me, like, completely change my perspective and made me feel so much better if I wasn't vulnerable, then I would have, like, continued going on with that that story in my head that mm. I was going to disappoint them. I would have yeah. just, like, kept it inside. And it could have also made me, like, make a decision that I didn't really want to do exactly. just because I had this made-up expectation. So I think it's really hard, like you said, being vulnerable to your family sometimes and, like, letting them know how you feel. But it, it's such, like, a powerful thing once you do do it. And it's hard because obviously some people have different situations with their families. Mm. But if you do have that, like, parent or figure or even, like, a teacher or something that you feel you could be honest with, I still think it's very important to do. But in the concept of doing it in your 20s is so different to doing it when you're a teenager. Yeah. I was talking to mum about this. Um, And I was talking to Ali about it last night. We are chatting about, like, 
when you're younger, like, it's the last thing you want. Like, you yeah. don't want to tell your parents fucking anything. I don't know what it is. And, like, I'm still discovering that concept mm. of why we do that. Yeah. Um, Everything's secretive. You just don't want to yeah. tell them shit. Like, I snuck out when I was 15. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like I everything was like a secret. You didn't want to tell and, them that and sort of thing. I think an aspect of it is obviously that you're young and, like, your parents will probably get annoyed or something about something weird you tell them or, like, I don't know, kiss a boy or whatever. Yeah. But my parents were pretty, like, lenient on that stuff, so I don't know why I was like that. But then now it's a lot different and I'm way more willing to be, be vulnerable because I'm just opened up at this age. Mm. But... Yeah, it was so different when I was younger. I was like, don't, I'm not telling them fucking shit. Mm. And it makes it so difficult for them as well. Did you tell your sister? Would you speak no. to? No. No so, one. Yeah. I wouldn't tell anyone. No. But, I mean, I definitely, yeah, can relate to that. And it is interesting. It's like, why do we do that? Like, mm. when we're that age. But I tell friends. Yeah. Without a, without a doubt. It's weird. Yeah. It's a weird concept. I'd actually like to look into it. Yeah. Um, of why we feel... I don't know if, like, it's a, w- a wide thought or a wide concept, but why we feel, like, more comfortable maybe to talk to friends about it. I also think – just had a bit of a light bulb. Mm. I think it's because you're more likely to be hurt by family mm. because your family have hurt you since the start, regardless mm. if they've done it by – obviously, I doubt many do it by choice. Some, people, some fucked up people do Mm. but childhood trauma comes in any way form and like I would like to explain this to my mum because she'll be like I'll be like oh I have childhood trauma she'll be like what did I do Mm. I'll be like girl you did nothing like it's all good like you tried your best but like you're human and you made mistakes and they hurt me yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make mistakes as a parent. You'll do the same. Like, I'm going to do the parent. exact same thing. Like, yeah. you could be the most perfect person ever, but you still make mistakes that give your kid trauma. Like, people mm. – I talked about this in my episode with Rosetta. Like, the concept of trauma is so, so wide and so broad, and people think it's, like, this gross, like, scary thing, like, oh, you got fucking – like the really severe things, like, like sexual abuse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not true. Like it can it can vary from like extreme to like that. Mm. Or it can be something so small, like you were the youngest or you were the oldest and you got neglected. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like that can it's be... It's subjective. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be something so minor to the parent that they think is just like a normal part mm. of childhood or growing up because they endured it and they don't realise it's childhood trauma. Mm. Like my mum will be like... Oh, like that's just how it is. Like that's how I was treated. I'm like, girl, that's not normal now. Like, sorry, yeah, but like that's not fine, and that caused me stress and that caused me pain to maybe do some negative things that I do now, like people pleasing. Like that's mm. a thing that you learn through childhood trauma, and that's a thing that you learn to make you feel safe and make you feel liked. Yeah. So being vulnerable about those things as well is very hard within family and like admitting like, hey, you hurt me is really hard so to do. Because then, then, like, maybe they your take parents... Feel, yeah, blame. Like, 100%. there's blame there. Because it's sort of hard. Like, how do you even... How do you even say that in a way to not sound like you're blaming? It's a hard... It's a hard thing to do. And on, honestly, it's not something I recommend doing unless you talk to a therapist about it and mm. see if, like, you're in that comfortable state with your family or your sister or your brother to talk that way. Because mm. sometimes they're not in the headspace either, which is fair enough. And it's also about dealing with it yourself first before, like, kind of admitting that. Like, I know with my family, it's something that 
I've been honest about like being like, hey, you kind of hurt me here. But it's hard for them because they love me so much and care for me so much to admit mm. that pain and admit, hey, maybe we did wrong. Like that's the last thing parents want to yeah, admit. Yeah, because they try – a lot of parents like try so hard mm. but then like you said like they they're human like mm. and there's no manual about how to do everything right as a parent like you literally just go in there and you probably learn from your parents that's the thing and and, and there's things that and that's why I always say to people get therapy because mm. there's things that you have been taught as a kid that you're going to teach to your kid that's going to harm mm. them that is the way that's really concerning. It puts me off being a parent. <laughs> no, no, no. Be a parent, but it's just get yeah, therapy. Yeah. And, like, learn that uh, there are negative things that can go in the same cycle. Like, for me, mm. my mum's a fucking stress head, and she's always anxious and always worrying about, like, where I am and what I'm doing. Are you mm. okay? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's the last thing, personally. Like, I want to worry about my kid, but not to that extent because I know it's given me anxiety with, like, driving or, like... Yeah. Just things like that. Like, I literally couldn't go on the freeway for, like, a year. Like I'm with you on that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> I know you don't like it either, and neither does Laura. Yeah. But, like, I, I just, like, I, I don't want to give that to my kid. And yeah. it's not that she's a bad person for doing that. She's not whatsoever. But she has learnt that, like, anxiety or, like, maybe she's had a fear of the freeway, so mm. it's kind of reflected on me. And it's, like, I want my kid to kind of have that. Obviously, there's things that's going to rub off and morals that are going to rub off, but not my fears. I don't want yeah. my fears to rub off. So yeah. it's important to, like, be... Well, if you're aware of it, I think that is obviously, like, the first step. Because yeah. you're, you're actually aware of it, so then you'll make a conscious effort. But that's the part sure. of being vulnerable or being, like, to a therapist or to a friend and being like, hey, yeah. I kind of struggle with this. And I'm not sure why. Yeah, and then you'll be like, oh, maybe it's from that thing that happened when you were eight. Mm. or like maybe it's a, it's a common factor that's happened within your family or with so that's why I think it is harder to be to be vulnerable with your family because they've hurt you mm. and they've had more influence on you than your so friends because your friends can have influence on you for like two years yeah and then you're like what the fuck why did I do that shit and then you move on yeah it's so true and they kind of can come and go mm. and I mean family can come and go too but for a lot of us your family's like always gonna yeah yeah be there. even if it's a fucked up situation that probably like always going to be connected somehow yeah but very true what we'll wrap up we'll wrap up but Mm. i wanted to say thank you for coming on first and foremost thank you for having me what is your kind of goal for the next year or two with mental 